0: Welcome to Bell Wine Cellars. I'm Jane, and this is episode two of our podcast, What I Love About Bell with Hillary Cole. Hillary, you're back from Europe. Welcome back
1: and to this beautiful weather. Yeah, yeah. What a, what a treat, right? Like, what a gift. Uh, yeah, two and a half weeks in Europe, um, in France. Started in uh, a week in Paris, then a week in Champagne, and then another half week in Paris. Uh, so it was definitely uh, winter there. Um, you know, I was, I was there for most of January. So coming back to coming back to this, I'm not mad. You know? <laughs> it feels <laughs> good. Yeah, a little very, vitamin D. Yeah, absolutely. I think I got even more pale than I usually am. <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
0: tell us about your travels.
1: It was, it was extraordinary. Um, France is is where I really feel, I think, most at home more than anywhere else in the world. Uh, You know, I'm in a pretty nice runner-up here, um, being in Napa and California. Uh, But I just, I just really love France. It's where I feel at home. Um, So, um, yeah, I got to spend a a full week in Paris. Usually when I've been to Paris, it's been for like two or three nights at a time. Uh, This time I I spent a full week in my favorite neighborhood. It's uh, Le Marais in um, the third and fourth, it kind of straddles the third and fourth. Um, and it's a part of Paris that to me is like, it's the real Paris. Um, you can still get around if you don't speak French. Luckily, I do speak French. Um, so you, you can still get around, but it's much harder um, to get around if you don't speak the language. And it's just like, I said, it's the real Paris. It's what you, you know, it's like going to New York and spending time, um, you know, like, in alphabet city or the union square area you know like it's the real new york um so that's where i was in paris so like that version of it um so started out a week there just everything that you need you know everything you love um actually got to i, I did a baguette making class which oh, wow was different for me because uh those who know me well know that i can't even make toast um, I, um <laughs> I am not a talented. I'm I'm the opposite of a talented chef. There's literally a uh, smoke ring in the ceiling in my (laughs) kitchen, from I I was trying to do something. I was trying to saute garlic, and I did something wrong where you know this flame went up and and hit the ceiling. So that's what kind of chef I am. So for me to do a baguette class was kind of like bizarre, Um, but I did and and it turned out very well. Yeah, it was great. Um, and then I also did a a perfume blending class, which was super super cool. I um, found out that there's a lot, of, a lot of bridge and a lot of crossover between like, uh, creating a custom blended uh, uh, perfume or, or creating any perfume. Um, just like there, there's a lot of crossover between creating perfume and creating wine. Um, not, not as far as fermentation goes, but with the blending and, and the processes with the blending. It was really cool to, uh, to see that, that crossover and then make my own perfume. And kind of getting to use what I do as a sommelier and what I do in the wine industry um, to, to help with that process. It was, it was super cool. So, um, after that first week in Paris, I, uh, went to my very favorite region. I went to Champagne. Um, I, I, I love the Champagne region. There's such a spirit there that, uh, it just, it, it grabs me, you know? Um, I think there's, a I think it's unfortunate that a lot of times people think of Champagne as being about, you know, the prestige and luxury and everything, because what Champagne really is is soul. It is uh-huh. all soul. Um, and same thing with Paris, usually when I've been in Champagne, it's been for like two or three nights, and so getting to spend an entire week there, uh, was really special, I got to really, um, understand the, the geography better, um, and I went to a part of Champagne I hadn't been to before, um, there's a, there's a place in the southern part of the region, Champagne's huge, it's like 84,000 acres, right, massive region, so I got to go to the southern part, it's called the Aube, um, in the Cote de Bar this time, and I hadn't, been around that area at all yet. So, exploring that area uh, was really special. I went to um, the, the big city. big city that's down there is called Troyes, um, and it's one of the most well-preserved uh, medieval cities in all of Europe. Um, and so, and when I say well-preserved m- medieval city, like uh, if you go to my Instagram and, and look at some of the photos, I mean, it's crazy. It, it's just insane to me that these buildings are still standing. You could tell that they're medieval. Uh, like, you can see the horse-drawn carriages going around. Ah. You know, like, you can see these things happening. Uh, you can see the bubonic plague. Like, you can see all this um, in, in your mind's eye. Uh, so, yeah, spent a week there and then headed back to Paris. And this time stayed in right by the Eiffel Tower, which um, is a beautiful neighborhood. You know, it's in the 7th. Absolutely gorgeous neighborhood. It's not my favorite, though, um, just because it's it's the... Very, um, I don't want to use the word sterile, but I don't know what else to say. It's a very sterile part of Paris, and in, in, in terms of like a lot of American business is done there. Mm-hmm. So like you don't need to speak lick of French to be there, you know. Like everybody, the the, the French lead was speaking English, um, and it's like, very very expensive too. But the apartment that I had there, like you have to treat yourself. Well, the to view looked pretty
0: cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: the the view is unbeatable. Um, so going out to the to the balcony and. I mean, the, the Eiffel Tower is 50 meters from the apartment, so, amazing. mean, you, you got to treat yourself to that once. Yeah. Uh, so, that was really nice. And we noticed
0: you brought your bell. I
1: did. <laughs> yeah, I took some bell wine with me because, uh, I mean, I, I absolutely adore French wine. Um, I wanted to share some bell while I was there, right? Um, I always make new friends when I'm in Europe, um, so I knew I'd be running across people that, I, that I'd want to share bell with, so I, I took some with me. Um and actually, the the atelier at the uh, at the perfumery. Before he went into the perfume business, he actually had a career um, in champagne. Um, so I shared a bottle with him, and um, he really enjoyed it. And then when I was in Champagne, obviously I was doing some tasting at different houses, and it was so cool to uh, you know the and wall are so hospitable, and they're so inviting and so warm, and they're so excited to share their wines with you. Um, so to see their reception and how open they were with me sharing our wine with them. Like they were yes. all you, you could tell like this doesn't happen very often, you know, they were also so, so uh, appreciative. Um and the ones who the the um the Champenois who I give who I gave bottles to who work at some of the houses there, uh those who have already opened the the Bell bottles that I brought for them, um, have sent me emails like just so happy um yeah. and so impressed with the wine. So that meant a lot to me, you know, like to to bring um, Bell's wines to to France, you know. And That's a testament, that right there. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. To get that reception was really cool. Wonderful.
0: Well, what a great start to the year, especially for you personally traveling, but also for Bell Wine. Yeah. Um, how how did you feel that last year went for the winery and goals for this year?
1: You know, uh, I think last year for the winery, like we we outperformed what we expected to, which is very lucky um but it's it's hard you know like right now is so hard to forecast and try to and and figure out um how things are going to go you know there's there's so much volatility um with what's going on with the pandemic and you know i think everybody's having a hard time gauging you know economically how things are going to go and there's a lot of heft and a lot of seriousness in the world right now so it's hard um to figure out or you know to know if, if things are going to be successful or not um so i'm very happy you know you're right like personally and professionally um 2022 has started off very well and in 2021 in a great um you know we're really appreciative of all of our um, guests and our consumers who enjoy the wine and who you know so are so loyal and so passionate about sharing the wine with people in their lives um and that's really the only thing uh that, that matters you know i mean uh the you can have a great wine, but if you're not building the relationships with the people who enjoy it um, you know there's no point in having the great wine and you know wine is meant to be shared and we're very lucky to have a wonderful base um, of, of members and guests who love to share it so they they really helped with our success last year um, and you know, so it's looking good so far this year uh, you know coming back from from France we had done um, we'd Reached back into our cellar, uh, kind of to honor a decade ago. You know, like there was there was promise coming into 2022, and we really wanted to kind of harness that. Um, so we decided to harness it by giving a nod and kind of honoring the vintage of a decade ago, right? The throwback decade. Uh, so we uh, released some 2020, some 2012 Reserve Cabernet um, in a two-pack wooden box set uh, that sold out in hours hours um so that was that was really good to see like i'm, I'm happy to see that that um you know, people are going to be kind of starting 2022 also with that yes a yeah. great throwback
0: is that something you drink wide, right away you save or I, you could do
1: either yeah you know i mean it's drinking beautifully Funny. now um but if you have the willpower to hang on to some like drink a bottle now and then hang on hang to on to one. one yeah yeah <laughs> the point of the two exactly exactly <laughs> Um, So, yeah, I mean, 2012 was just such a beautiful, um, almost textbook vintage uh, that it felt felt right to take, to go into 2022 with, you know, the hopes and and the promise that we're, you know, we're hoping that we're moving forward. And so to reach back to a textbook beautiful vintage that 2012 was. Uh, I just felt like that would be a good omen for 2022. Yeah, nice. the fact that it
0: sold out. Hopefully, that's <laughs> sounds like it is. Yes, excellent. And then, any goals for the year? What else? Like your current tasting flight? Um...
1: Yeah. Oh God, the, every day is a new goal. Um, <laughs> every day is a goal. Uh, yeah. No. So we with the current tasting flight, um, 2018 was the was the dominant vintage on the current tasting flight. Um, but we just put the 2018 clone six, which was the last wine on the flight. Uh, we just pulled that from the, uh, from the flight and replaced it with the 2017. We decided to go back a vintage because the 2017 is drinking so beautifully right now. Uh, and the, and the 2018 is, is also very wonderful. Uh, 2018, like I was saying at last time, you know, 2018 is a very, very powerful vintage. Um, so decided like, let's, we, we released it. Let's give it some more time to just you know chill out and, and take a nap for a minute and go back yeah. to the 2017 for a minute. So uh, so that's on the flight right now. Um, the construction permits were, were done. Those are so all exciting. approved. I'm so excited. Um, and luckily, um, the equipment for the remodel is starting to show up. Uh, I mean, we've got quite a bit of the equipment here to get the remodel started. Now we just need the crew. Uh, just need the crew to get here and do it. Um, so it's good to see that progress for yes. the uh, for the remodel that's going to be coming up. We have to break ground by June, so okay. it's going to be any time now um, that, that that'll be getting started. So so excited for that. Um, so that, I think that's a major a major push, and like even with what's since the last time you were here, uh, the barrel room has changed so much, and that's basically John and um, and his crew kind of getting barrels moved around and everything to make room for that construction to start wow. and like moving the chillers from one side to the other so that construction can start. Uh, so we're, the steps are, we're, we're taking the steps. That's so exciting. Yeah.
0: And that really is going to take place in the whole exterior or interior mm-hmm. um, various tasting rooms,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. The interior is going to be completely, well, like basically completely gutted and, and rebuilt. Uh, so, you know, whereas right now there's only the one uh, private tasting room. Uh, now there's going to be you know, like a conference room, um, you know, the offices for the ambassadors will still be upstairs, but in a different orientation. Um, and then there will be three private tasting rooms, instead of just the one and the way it will be configured, um, two of the private tasting rooms will be able to be merged for larger groups, because uh, we, we have a, a really robust um, event permit, which a lot of wineries in Napa don't. And so for us to be able to really take advantage of that, we decided to take two of the the private tasting rooms and have it be where um you know that wall can open up and be turned into one large one nice uh, when needed so uh That's yeah, sense. get a big party in there <laughs> you will love that <laughs> yeah, so uh it's, it's exciting to see that happening um and basically you know just the annual, you know, never-ending goal, make the best wine you can at all times. Um, John and I and and the rest of our team, like we really, uh, we we finished up with deciding uh, which of the, which of the wines to kind of let drop off to really focus on, um, you know, our clone program and some other bottlings and just really drive that focus. And so uh, those steps are in place. Uh, We're in the process of rebranding Scoundrel. And uh, actually, while I was in France, uh, we took the final couple of Zoom calls on um, finalizing the, the new label. There's a new label coming out for so Scoundrel. Exciting. Oh, I'm so excited for it. Uh, and I love the label, too. It's exactly what I was hoping it would be. Um, and and I, it was such a fun process with the team also, you know, yes. like, uh, to get that creative process going and working with, with that marketing firm. Um, like, what a cool project. Uh, so Scoundrel's getting a facelift. and Awesome a rebrand and we're just, we're just rolling we're
0: good just rolling. also something we talked about on our last podcast were private in home tastings mm-hmm. and since then we actually had I had you over mm-hmm. and we did one and it was just so much fun and so educational um it was a rainy winter day and we just hunkered down inside and and it was so enjoyable so maybe a little bit about your goals for that program this year yeah
1: um I I would like uh, to see that program really, really succeed, because I, I really enjoy um, getting out and seeing our members and their element, you know, and again, you know, the whole spirit of that program is us understanding that, um, you know, it's hard to to get out here to come tasting sometimes, and a major perk of club membership, right, is being able to come out and try the new releases and come to the winery and everything, um, and have those tastings be complimentary um, but if you don't live locally or you know if you're on the other side of the country or whatever like it, that's that's hard to do, and we don't want our members missing out on that and so um I'd be perfectly happy like <laughs> being being out um you know out and about on a very regular basis uh, so I'm hoping that that program and our members um, you know continue to to take advantage of that um, just it, it's a fun. Thing to do, yeah, it's so
0: neat to you know, you bringing you in to teach and drinking wonderful wine, um, bringing Napa Valley to your home, yeah, really,
1: yeah, absolutely. and it
0: was so nice. I just stayed home and said goodbye,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so cool because, um, you know, it can be as simple as you know, no, no, you know, no food, nothing to pair it with, right. or just a cheese and charcuterie, or you know, I, I've had uh, members who have hired Michelin chefs to come in and cook for their 20 guests, um, like it in their gourmet kitchens, um, and have it be a course dinner uh, that was paired with the with the flight. Each course was paired with a different wine on the on the tasting flight. Uh, so it's it's really fun to also see where our members imagine that that yes. event going and that tasting going. Um, and they're all fun. Like, no matter if it's the if it's the very simple one that's literally just like we're sitting here, but in your house, yeah. Um, or if it's the really extravagant, they're all fun, and it's so fun to see, um, you know, the, the, the members' creativity, yeah, and what they want to do. And one of the things that we've seen with kind of realigning um, our, our production and, and what we're focusing on production wise, um, you know, it brought to back into focus um, how small our production is. And our membership has, has been growing, um, and which is lovely. Uh, but the membership is growing and our production is very small for some of the bottlings. And so we have a number of wines. For instance, our, uh, our Sauvignon Blanc, the 2020 Sauvignon Blanc, it is already sold out to the public. There is literally only enough to satisfy um, our club membership. And so when that releases um, in – I'm sorry, the 2021 – when that releases in uh, May – there's only enough for the wine club members. That's it. Um, and same thing with our next uh, next vintage of the Atlas Peak Cabernet, for instance. There's only enough for it to go in one club membership, and only to club members. And so, I, I'm. It's really enjoyable to have those uh, those wines that the quality is so high, but the production level is so low, which is part of you know what helps it in the quality. That uh, you know our members. If you're not a member. That's right. Way you're getting hands
0: on it, you know. It was, well, it was... and, and that VIP, you know, experience and being a member is um, exclusive yeah. and special. Mm-hmm. And I, all the perks to being a member at Bell Wine. So obviously getting that high quality bottle, but any, and private and home tastings we mentioned. Mm-hmm. What else?
1: Um? Uh, there's a number of releases that we do um, throughout the year that will be, you know, for members only. Um, you know, library releases that are for members only. And, and I've been kind of uh, – it's been fun because I, I think we talked about this before. Like, I'm an absolute nerd at heart. Um, give me anything to analyze, and I'm, I'm super happy. <laughs> uh, so just looking back in our, in our library and analyzing different, uh, different ways to, to put together uh, things in our library and different ways to use it, and, uh, which is one of my favorite things, like getting, getting into that creative side. Um, but when those come out, you know, that those are another thing that's, that's for our members only, those library releases and those different, you know, whether it's verticals or horizontals or, you know, whatever, whatever direction we decide to go with, with it. Um, you know, that, that definitely is, is a member's thing. And I think, uh, with our membership getting first crack at every new release, um, but also getting only crack at library, you know, they're the, the only ones who can dip into the library, um, you know, like there's, I I think that's a pretty special thing, especially when, uh, and hopefully they do too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, especially when it comes down to those bottlings that are so small that, I mean, we have some that we're barely gonna be able to even satisfy the club membership with. Um, I, I, when I say barely, I mean if we. If the number of members that we have right now stays exactly what it is, or if the number of members go, you know, doesn't exceed what is projected, after that release, there will be four bottles left. I mean, it's that slim in, in the in the margin. Wow. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I'm a wine club member, and I Thank have you. totally enjoyed it. Um, you do get special bottling, and it seems as though maybe the wine club membership at Bell mm-hmm. is... Not as robust as some, but maybe explaining what is so special about this wine club at bell
1: it, it, it's a very robust club and and we're always looking for uh, ways to make it even more robust and and ways to make our members feel even you know more special and, and more connected um and so you know like private in home tastings and, the, and the, doing more frequent library releases um, I'm hoping will will help um. With our members knowing how appreciated they are, mm-hmm. um, and also give them, uh, you know, more reason to continue, uh, continue enjoying. You know, um, but the the perks of membership, regardless of regardless of uh, which winery it is, right? You know, the perks of membership are going to be that you're drinking wine that you love that speaks to you. Um, you know, and you're either drinking it now or you're building your your personal cellar and your personal collection with it. You know, you're you're getting those uh those birth year bottles, those anniversary year bottles, and things like that, and it's just becoming part of your life. Um, and you know, there's 700 wineries in Napa, so you, no single winery is going to capture every collector, every connoisseur. Like it's just it's impossible, right? Um, numerically, it just doesn't work out. <laughs> um, but I think that one of the things that I love um, not only about our wine club, but even the the wine clubs that that I belong to, you know, I have a lot. Um, it is that, that idea of, I know that I'm getting wine that I enjoy, that I'm going to continue to enjoy. I know that I'm getting first crack at receiving it. And that's exactly what I want to give uh, and what we want to give our membership as well as we we want our members to, uh, rest assured that we appreciate that they enjoy the wines. And so we're going to make sure that they get the wines first before anybody else. Yes. Yeah. It's love
0: month, February, beautiful weather, um, to go along with our theme of the podcast, what I love about Bell. What would you say right now you love about Bell?
1: I love our commitment to excellence. Um, I think, you know, just having gotten here in, in June, right. Um, when you're first settling into, to a new home, to a new organization, um, you know, you you have to kind of hang out and, discover if what you think an organization um, it, it, what their strength is and, and what they're about you have to kind of sit back and wait and discover if you're right or not and um, what one of the things that I love about Bell is that there is a commitment to excellence um, you know from the ownership um, all the way a- across the board um, I I adore our ownership I have found them to be so wonderful to work with um, so warm um, and just very, when you have done something well, um, they are not shy about letting you know. And I think that there's a lot of team leaders that uh, kind of missed the mark on that. Um, and, and I've been on those teams before. Uh, so I, I love how open and inviting and family oriented our, our owners are. And I love that there's that commitment to excellence, you know, that, that starts with them. And I, I, I refuse to be part of a project that um, does things in a small way mm-hmm. or, um, or that doesn't see something all the way through at the highest level and highest quality. I, I have a saying that if you shoot for perfection, at the very least you'll get excellence. And so I'm you know, consistently trying to shoot for that perfection um, when it comes to anything that I do for a living. Um, and I appreciate that that is mirrored here. And so I think right now that's what I love about Bell. Hmm. Love it. So if you haven't uh, if you haven't visited us at Bell yet, um, you know, give us a call. We'll get you on the schedule and and look forward to sharing our wines with you. And if you have already visited us, uh, come on back. We love to see you again.
0: Thank you for joining us for our second podcast.
1: We're really enjoying
0: it. Hope you are too. Um we're so fortunate to have a wealth of knowledge over here at Hillary Cole. And we look forward to our next episode of What I Love about Bell with Hillary Cole. See you soon.